Welcome to Monday Monday. We're Joey and Emma, bringing you a new, real, raw parenting podcast series. Talking to experts, celebrities, parents, and influencers to shine a light on the areas of parenting that are overlooked, unspoken, or not Instagram worthy. We say that every day is a Monday for a mama. Please subscribe, like, comment, and follow our journey on Monday Monday. Joey Kendall Brown, Emma Sarabid. Thank you for listening! Hello and welcome to Monday Monday. We are so excited to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored by Nano Baby. They are such a brilliant brand. They've just launched in the UK. They've designed the first baby bottle specifically for breast milk. So ideal for all you mummers out there who are breastfeeding and expressing. Nano Baby epitomises everything that Monday Monday is about. Preparing and empowering parents. Its unique design means it both cools down and warms up twice as fast as a standard shaped bottle, so it helps preserve the nutrients in the breast milk. And its breast-like shape means it's easy holding for little hands. It's super simple to use as you can pump directly into the bottle as it comes with an adapter that fits most pumps, so no chance of spillages. And finally, the bottles can stack on top of each other for easy storage in the fridge. Such a smart design. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're struggling with feeding, have to return to work, or just need a break, it's the perfect companion on your breastfeeding journey. It's available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas, or on Nanobaby's website at nanobaby.co.uk. On this episode of Monday Monday, we're going to be talking about mum shaming, mum guilt, online media trolls, and if women really can have it all when it comes to career, family and partners. Now, we caught up with our guest back in the summer whilst she was in the midst of festival season, but we managed to steal a quick phone call mid-rehearsal, so do bear with us on the sound on this podcast. To give you a little clue on who our very special guest is, she goes way back with Emma because they met on reality TV show Pop Stars The Rivals. Our guest went on to form one-fifth of the incredible Girls Aloud, and she has literally just survived. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, Nadine. Hello. Hello, ladies. Today we know you're very, very, very busy. Oh, well, thank you for having me, and weren't we all busy? I don't know anybody that isn't busy these days. Yeah, they all say, don't they, when you've had kids, it's a whole new level of busy. It really is. It just is relentless. It's a 24-hour job. It really is. <laughs> so thank you so much, Nadine, for squeezing us in. It's so good to have you on the show. Of course. It's so good, and it's so good to chatty Emma and chatty Joey. And yes, I'm like, I can't believe it's 15 years ago that we met. I know. I actually think it's 17 years, someone said to me the other day. 17 years. Where is that time gone? And Nadine, you're not going to believe this, but the first time we met um, at the auditions, we were in this, um, I think it was Kensington Hotel, and we were at a breakfast table, and us two got chatting. And then a guy came over and started talking to us. And that guy is actually the person that I've had my children with, would you believe? No way. Yes way. And I was like... That is fate, if nothing else. That is fate. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, that is amazing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realise you'd known Danny for 17 years. Mm, I know. We met in pop stars. So then you must have, and then like so we met again? The final, Nadine. Yeah. So he got into the final 15, but not the final 10 like we did. Um, and then we kind of lost touch with each other and then reunited when we were older. Oh, How crazy is that? such a nice story. So you yeah. go way, so way back. part of our meeting. <laughs> oh, over the breakfast table. Oh, this is so yeah, great. I, I love when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Nadine, um, you're a mummy to your beautiful little girl, Anaya. How yes. How are you motherhood? Is it what you expected? 
And I mean, I was so lucky because my older sister, she has four kids and, and she's a little bit older than I am. So she started having her kids when I was 11. Um, so I was just obsessed. Like I wanted to make bottles. I wanted to look after them. I thought I knew everything. I would tell my sister's friends how to hold them. And, you know, I was one of those like just really annoying kids obsessed with babies and just wanted to do everything. So I kind of felt like by the time she had her fourth, I was like, I'm really accomplished at this. I feel like I've raised four kids, you know, had a hand in, you know, helping out and babysitting and I have it all under control. And then Anaya was born. Did you find it different? And I was like, oh my goodness. It was so different from like, you know, from the, from the hour that she was born. I was actually worrying about what I would have to do when she was born whilst I was actually in labor. Oh gosh. Because <laughs> I was in labor for so long. I thought, you know, what am I going to do when she's actually born? I've been in labor now for two days. How am I going to look after a newborn baby? And I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And for like the two weeks before, you know, when they're getting bigger towards the end and you can't sleep. So it was like two weeks of no sleep plus the two days in labor. I was so it began then. I was like, I just, how am I going to do it's this? It's exhausting, isn't it? Oh, so it's definitely not what you expected. No, it wasn't at all. You're just so exhausted. And then the... They're so tiny and small. And then, you know, I remember being so worried and thinking, well, as soon as she's born, you know, every pain that you feel, every everything, you're freaking out. And then I thought, as soon as she's born, she'll be right there in front of me. And then all of that stress and worry will go away. But it gets worse. Gets worse. It gets so much worse. <laughs> oh, God. How did you used to find it? Oh, wow. Um... I I definitely had the similar thing to you. I have lo- lots of nephews and nieces, and thought, I'm I know exactly what I'm doing, Danny. We're going to be fine. I'm I'm used to living off four hours sleep. I'm going to be I'm going to nail it. And then lo and behold, the boys arrived. I suffered preeclampsia during labour, so I was very poorly, and Danny had to basically take over. And we were just in shock with how hard it was. The sleep deprivation is just unreal. And that four-hour sleep that I used to live off is definitely not um, doable when you have kids. It's just a whole new level of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a shock for us. Yeah, for me, I was Mm -hmm. the opposite. I kind of thought, oh, my God, I'm going to hate being a mother. I don't like kids. I literally had only held one baby before um, holding Knox. And I didn't want anyone around us after giving birth because I just wanted to kind of nurture that bond because I was so frightened of not being a good mother um, that that's all I thought about. Um, and I had a really fast labour. I literally was only in labour for two and a half hours. Um, and no shot way. Out. And then we ended up being in hospital for a week afterwards. So I kind of had it the other way around to you guys. But yeah. Right. Now, right. earlier, we were saying that you're juggling everything so much. And obviously, we've stopped you in between rehearsals. But how do you find mum guilt? And what does it mean to you? It's it really is a really extreme thing. I couldn't leave Anaya um for months after she was first born. I was like I, I literally can't do mm-hmm. anything. It was, you know, run into the shower, I would pull like her little chair right there so as I could see her whilst I was in the shower. <laughs> um and you just even even trying to sleep, you feel feel I felt guilty even going to sleep at night because I was like, then I'm not fully awake and fully aware you know what if she chokes a little bit or what if she rolls over somehow a newborn's going to roll yeah, herself over so and though, isn't it? 
so frightening and every single night I kept saying I wish I had have hired the night nurse you know the night nanny that comes in every single night without doubt but I never ever did Mm. and every night it was only when I lay down I would like you know hope and pray that you know like people will be looking over and you know grannies and grandas and uncles and everyone like please just look after her wake me up if anything goes wrong just you know wake me up um, so anything, I started then, the guilt of even sleeping or showering or eating or taking a phone call or... So it really kind of started then. Yeah. How long so, um, do you think you suffered with mum guilt or do you feel like you've still got it? Oh my goodness, I've still got it now. <laughs> I have a show tomorrow night and it's a few hours away. So I, we were supposed to go and stay over. I was like, I can't stay over. And I'll be getting up in the morning, you know, it'll be like a full on, the weather's good, it'll be a fun day. I need to come back and experience the day. It's bad enough that I need to leave tomorrow morning, Yeah. you know, and be gone one day. So it's like, I'll get back when she's in bed, I'll, you know, then get into bed and wake up and it'll all, it'll all be fine. Just a few hours. But another thing that I'm trying to do is not put her off Mm. work. Yeah. Not make her think, you know, and I'm like, oh, I have to go to work. And she's like, oh, no, mommy, you have to go to work. I hate work. And then I was like, oh, no, that's not good. So then I had to feel guilty. So, yeah, it's just it's nonstop. So it's, 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 so, it's so tricky, isn't it? I mean, has mum guilt ever stopped you doing anything? Yes, absolutely. There's, you know, I am not a really, you know, even in the days of, you know, working in the band, I'm not huge for going out and socialising just for the sake of doing it. Mm. But now it's even worse. It has to be the most important thing. Like it has to be a job or somebody's getting married or like a, a significant birthday. Yeah. Not just, you know, a regular one that's, you know, but it's for me to actually, yeah, something like that. Like my friend just turned 40 or, you know, friend turned 33. I was like, forget about that. Like when you're 40, <laughs> then we'll, I'll see you then. <laughs> and I, I'll have her own life. Oh, God. Have you ever, like, regretted letting it get in the way? Like, has it stopped you from doing work and stuff like that? Or have you been quite focused on making sure that you do kind of force yourself to do things? I was really lucky that um, before I knew I was pregnant, I had agreed to do um, a job at the Palladium, doing Lord of the Dance. Wow. That was the last time I saw you, Emma, member. I know, yeah, I do, yeah. And Anaya was, like, six months old at the time. Um, but I had agreed to do that and everything was all done before I even knew I was pregnant. So that ended up being really good because it yeah. forced me to do something that I was already contracted to do. Um, and I had to go out work three nights a week. Um, it was really hard leaving her and all of that, but I'm really glad that I did because otherwise I don't know if I would have got back into singing I think that's again. that's the same as me, to be honest. I don't think I'd have done anything unless I'd been forced into it. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, it's 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 very very tricky. It's it's finding a balance, I think. But the pressure that you put on yourself as a woman is just unbelievable. Why do women suffer with mum guilt? Do you think? I think because we are aware from the start that it's such a twenty four seven job. You can't just your baby's not just going to like disappear while you have to go and work or you want to socialize or you need to do something for yourself. The baby is so you know, they're so kind of, we have to be there at all times or someone has Mm. to be there. So you know, if you go to do something, someone else has to look after them because they're not going to be able to do anything themselves. So there is that thing for me, it's like, okay, if 
you know, why the guilt that I feel is like, well, I know this was the undertaking when you have a baby, it's 24 seven and Mm. you have to put yourself way in the background. And if you think, oh, well, I need, you know, I need my hair done. Like I, my hair was so long. My roots were so long because I couldn't justify that time out to go and get some highlights. Yeah. Do you think like society and like social media and that kind of thing makes mum guilt worse or do you think it's something that we've built up in our head I think that some people make it worse because there's some people that just look to have it all together you know as mums and they're like oh my god I'm so together look at me I'm like you know doing this and I'm so together and I'm making my own almond milk tonight while I you know wash my kids you know nappies that I created from hand that's you know this and I'm like oh my god where do you have the time and also they're like manicured and waxed and they've got brand new clothes and like where do you get the time how you know there's not time and the money yeah it's like I just don't have that kind of time to do that kind of stuff and I only have one sometimes yeah. and I'm just like I just don't know if it's all for show if it's all yeah you know because you can do these things set up a lovely shit or you know or do something and it looks great but as that you know is that how it is or you know I really like to see a mum being honest about real yeah is just that being real. a way you think that we could fix it is by everyone being more honest and not being so Instagram like official I think so I think so because it makes people feel bad about themselves and it also makes me distrust the person you know if oh, a yeah. mom is like oh it's so easy and I just do this I'm like well this conversation's over we can't go any further we have nothing in common <laughs> and I think you're lying or you're not doing it all by yourself you just swan in and say hello and give them a kiss and then swan out again yeah, yeah. I think you're so right. Yeah, that's probably one of the main reasons why we um, set up Monday Monday was because we felt, I felt really isolated when I had the twins. I felt like everyone had their shit together. Sorry to swear, but I really did feel like everyone had their stuff together and I was failing because I hadn't washed washed in about a week. I, mm-hmm. You know, I like you said, you, you, you don't dress. I was in my pyjamas for four months mm-hmm. and I didn't step outside the door. I didn't have I didn't have time to have conversations with anybody, let alone mm-hmm. my partner who was next to me. And I used to think, God, I'm go I'm good. I must be just a terrible mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, as the, as you start to get a tiny bit more sleep back, and a bit your sanity gets back, your hormones level out, you realise actually maybe people aren't haven't got it all together, but they just say that they have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this is, but I suppose that's why we got put Monday Monday together to, you know, provide an open, honest chat about parenthood and how hard it is because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And um, recently, I don't know if you saw in the press, um, the amazing actress Amy Schumer was mum shamed on social media. Um, she did a stand-up gig about two weeks after giving birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced mum shame? Um, I mean, I'm sure I have. It's but again, it's like most things. I don't really take a lot of it that seriously. You know, mm. a lot of like any negative things that come my way, it's kind of like, oh, you're fat or oh, you're skinny or oh, you're ugly or you can't sing or you show up. You know, all of these things. It's like you'd be so bombarded with people's negativity that that's just another one you know yeah because you do people do you like, think that like social media has made it a lot bigger as well like why do you think it's become such a prolific thing I think people are bored and people feel like they're better than other people especially if they 
have a platform like their keyboard, like being able to write and, you know, and they're trying to get at someone. Oh, there's someone who looks like they have it all together. I'm going to say this and make them feel bad about themselves because maybe they might feel bad about themselves. Or truthfully, I feel like people that really sit there and spend an awful lot of time complaining about other people's lives are much more to be pitied. I couldn't find the time to get my highlights done, to do my hair, to buy new clothes, never mind, you know, have a problem with someone on social media that I don't know. I so know, that, crazy, isn't it? I think that is, and I think the more, and also they've got, you know, you can block people. You can, like, yeah. so it's like, oh, that's very easy. It's like the first time I see somebody that's like starting down that way, I immediately block them because it's like, I don't need to see that or... Um, yeah. And I think that's good so, enough for them. And I've had, you know, things where people are like, oh, please unblock me. You know, like people like writing posters and putting them up. Like, I didn't mean it. It's like, well, you should have thought about that at the time. Before you started well, writing not. nonsense. <laughs> I'll give you another <laughs> chance. But the next time I see any of that, you're gone. <laughs> so do you think that um, online media is allowing mum shaming to be more acceptable? Because back in the day, I think it was just restricted sort of the playground. But now online you know you can get at anybody yeah and people too people are so opinionated and there's you know there's shows that encourage it you know for example like love island or these you know like reality shows and you know i'm all for it i mean you and i were on one of these shows but it does give people the you know the armchair expert thing where you know we can Mm -hmm. sit at our homes but oh i wouldn't have done that oh no way what they said was wrong or oh i wouldn't have sang like that or you know what he done was wrong or she done was wrong so we're all experts and you know so many different things now we're experts at love from watching love island we're experts at the jungle we're experts in all of these things that we're really not experts at at all so that just kind of filters onto social media it's like oh i don't like that or i noticed this in this picture or where is their child or why are they not doing this or you know they have a problem if you talk about your children they have a problem if you don't talk about your children yeah so they just it's have like, something to say about everything have a don't problem they? just knock yourself out just you know <laughs> that's fine if you had one thing that you could say to like other women that are mum shaming what would it be like obviously you can't just block someone in the middle of the street if they're telling you how to push your child in the buggy or whatever well I mean I have had I definitely had that I remember and I was born in LA and her and I was like little foot was like you know she was really young and her foot was out and this era of the pram and the lady was like oh that baby's foot should be in and are you crazy having a a, a cream stroller wow and I was like oh my goodness I was like I don't really think that's any of your business yeah yeah and then I just had it on about my own like this this okay it's, it's almost not... quite shocking isn't it it because was quite I shocking with mum shaming is you're so surprised by them doing it you don't even know what to respond yeah I was like oh, well cream pram this is not any well I'll have to clean it more obviously or you know <laughs> but that's all for me to worry about not you stranger and target yeah. you know surely you functionality your... is what's important yeah not the color. I was like okay all right so yeah but again Uh, Yeah, I I experienced mum shaming. Five weeks after the boys were born, I was like literally on the brink of like having a mental breakdown. I was just really struggling. And we, me and Danny decided to go away for a night in the Lake District. And while we were there, we got chatting to this hiking couple. And I happened to mention that I had five-week-old boys at home. And she said, what? You've left them? And I was so shocked. I just burst into tears. Mm-hmm. I thought, I can't believe that she's made me feel bad for having a night off. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's, and 
Yeah, crazy. But it people really thought is. they can do that. And it's so great that you had, that the boys were able to be taken care of and you can go and have that yeah. night, have a good night's yeah. sleep, wash your hair properly, have something to eat with both hands. Yeah. Like that was another thing that I found was so odd. The first time I went to dinner, it was like a forced dinner. And Anaya was like, I think she was like eight or nine months at this stage. And and it was only because of whatever I was doing. And I was bringing her over and back from LA. So I was making life more difficult for both of us, which is a thing that I wouldn't do again. Rather than just saying mm-hmm. like, she's better off in LA. I'm only going to London for a week. She's three months old. I should have just left her there. Yeah. Um, but I had brought over. But when I went out for dinner that first night, I had no manners. I had lost all table manners. I was like trying to throw food into me like a complete <laughs> savage because for the last nine months I hadn't eaten a meal without like her crying or needing fed or wanted lifted because she didn't like sitting in a chair or she didn't want to lie down. So yeah, complete savage, no manners, everyone looking at me like I was crazy. And it doesn't get because is now five and I kid you not, two nights ago, I had dinner because of whatever, like the time was flying on. I had my dinner on the toilet while she was on the bath. No. And she's five, five and a half. And it just oh, was the I time because it was like she didn't get in until late. And then she had to get bath for school the next day. And then I was starving and I couldn't be downstairs. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, God. That's nice. <laughs> the things we, we do. The, the things, things we always do. Yes. Um, having little Anaya. Do these types of like online media trolling worry you um, and how it might affect her maybe in the future? Um, you know, being a mum in, in the media as well. Um, what do you think? I hope really that by the time Anaya has to worry about, you know, social media or, you know, what kind of account she's going to, I hope that it kind of tapers off. Yeah. And I have noticed I have younger um, nieces and nephews who are not as interested in it as what, say, some of my friends are, you know, mm. at my, or, or people even older, or, you know, people kind of in their mid-twenties. It's kind of, you know, it almost seems like the younger generation are not as invested in it as what perhaps yeah. our generation is. Yeah, you can see, like, influencers now, they're, like, disconnecting at the weekend and, like, trying to reconnect with their families and everything like that. So I think you're right. I think it will have maybe trailed off. I think so. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned. You know, people are really... And I, I you know, watched a really interesting thing. Um, it was on a news piece when I was away recently. And it had said, is social media killing you? And I was like, well, let me hear, what is this? So what the <laughs> yes, research... Yeah, what the research was is that actually scrolling down is not killing you. But what's, what's happening to people is, is that the, the stress of trying to find new content... And what am I going to post here? Uh, am I going to post this? Is this going to get the most likes? Should I take a picture this way? I need this angle. You know, that is what is stressing people out. And the stress levels wow. are now at an all-time high um, in people that are really focusing a lot of time on new mm. content, which you can understand. You see people at restaurants, they can't take a sip of coffee without having to get the angle right. And then take an all... Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, enjoy no. your coffee. I saw something... 
Yeah, I saw something about a mum and a daughter who had gone to a swimming pool the other day. And um, they arrived, the mum was on the phone, the little girl was waiting for the mum to get in the pool. She went and had her little picture taken, and then the girl ended up getting in the pool on her own. Her mum went back on the phone, and then eventually they just packed up their stuff and left the whole time whilst the little girl was waiting for her mum to join in. But she'd literally only gone to get, like, a twin-matching outfit. And I just think it's so sad. Like, yeah, it's so cute if you do wear twinning clothes. And I, I twin with Knox all the time. Yeah, I do with an but You actually want to do, <laughs> you want to do the things that you're going to like photograph, don't you? Not just like have the picture and leave. Yeah. So. You want to have those memories attached. Exactly. To exactly. the picture, not just like, oh, we look great, but it was a boring day. Yeah. <laughs> As a working mum, have you found it like hard juggling motherhood and career? I know you mentioned earlier that you've had to do a few things and everything, but has it been hard or have you enjoyed it? I feel like I enjoy my job a bit more now than what I did before I was a mother. Uh-huh. Because when I am away and I make that decision to go, it's for good reason. It's like I'm going, I am a working mother, I can support my family and my daughter and you know, so you have that enjoyment. Yeah, more satisfaction. More satisfaction. And because I am one of those, I make it my business to really enjoy myself because I'm not mm. going to leave to do something that's, you know, not worth my while being gone. Yeah. So when I go, I have a great group of dancers and, you know, great team. So we always have such a great time. Um, yeah. And then I know that then I can have a great day at work and then go back home and, you know, be a great mother and have a great time with her and you know you're you're having you know you're paying bills and you're being productive and but it's only kind of for worthwhile things that I'll mm, leave her it's for. It's good that you can make the choices. It is it really really is I have to say it's it it is a, a very nice position to be in um to do that but it took a long time to get here you know a lot mm. of going through lots of different things to to get to this point but yes I am enjoying my work now more than ever I think. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's so good to hear. <laughs> gives us hope, Emma. It gives yes, us hope. Yes, honestly. Here we are, all in three separate places. It's <laughs> harder. Yeah, I know. And it, it yeah, it, it really, I didn't think it was going to be possible. I really, really didn't. And yet, this year, I'm like, this is, this is actually a really good year. Mm. So what are you up to at the moment, Zane? I am, so it's summer, so there's a lot of festivals um, happening. And I always say that when it's a summer, I always say, oh, that's my busiest time of the year. It's so busy in the summer. And then in the winter, I'm like, oh, no, no I saw the Christmas stuff. That's my busiest time of the year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to say it's the busiest time of the year. But when I speak to you again, it's probably the same deal. So, yes, it's festivals. So I'm doing, um, yeah, a number of festivals, pride festivals. And tomorrow it's, um, there's like, I probably can't put this out there because it'll be afterwards. But um, I'm doing Festival 2, so that's the second largest outdoor free festival in Europe. Wow. Um, so that'll be good. So I have to rehearse for that. I think I'm headlining that show. Amazing. And then, yeah, just a lot of live stuff. And, and that's that's kind of something I really enjoy to do. So just shows, oh. basically. Shows and shows and more shows. Well, you've always had the best voice. Yes, and Stop. me and Danny, me and Nadine, honestly, me and Danny always talk about your performance on Pop Stars. Um, 
and it what's it called gold uh, oh, fields of gold, fields of gold. <laughs> and uh, honestly we both talk about this very often about how that was our favorite version <laughs> no way you have to that? release yeah. it oh, oh gosh i'll have to do a little version freeze oh, <laughs> honestly joey nadine has the most the, the best voice out of all of us final I 10 know. you no, did I have know. the best voice you really right. did Thank you very it, it much. It improves it because you're you're still out there working, performing exactly. all the time, and doing the things you love. So uh, that says it all, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Today is not so good. This this song really needed rehearsed because it was not sounding too good. So today is important. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We won't hold you up. No, there. you're fine. I'm quite happy to be honest. I'm like, oh, I need to rest my throat. Um, do you get any me time? Um, if so, what is it? Me time. I love to cook. I love to cook. So I feel like that is me time. When people get stressed out cooking, I'm like, no, I love it. I can think of new ideas and put a bit of this, we a bit of this. And, and Anaya loves cooking as well. So she'll get her little help, help her chair up and you know, oh, we'll put something sweet. out for she'll have like the garlic and her wee knife and or like herbs tearing up, whatever it might be, or just smelling things like, Do you think this would go with this? And so we have a great time doing that. So that I feel like is some me time. Even Did in- you do lots of cooking initially as well, like batch cooking and kind of all the tasting? You're going through that now at the moment, aren't you, Emma? Yes. Yeah, and I c I'm never getting time time to do it and I feel so guilty about it. Oh, no, I try, don't. but oh, I do. It's I like the terrible. baby bullet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? You just whack it all on. Just like do it, do it in bulk. Yeah. Like a load yeah. of apples and all of the, like two trays of them on. Because you're going to freeze the stuff. You keep the, you know, the stuff fresh and then you freeze the rest. Yeah. So instead of doing it every night, you can do it once every three or four nights. A couple of days. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like organization that's what you need though isn't it and I have none of that (laughs) and I was only under that because I was really under that like I couldn't wait I was like firing up the baby bullet before she was even born because I'm so under cooking oh that's so sweet but do you cook for Jason as well yeah I cook for everybody oh nice and so when you guys have like a date night have you set time aside where like once a week once a month you spend time together on your own or do you do everything as a family no yeah it yeah it's definitely not been that would be something I would need a lot of help with and and like how you judge like how you keep your relationship Mm. going really good when there's so many other things going on it kind of becomes the least important thing um yeah, so I'm shocking when it comes to Does he to mind? It. Does he mind? Or does he just think, oh, I'm happy when you're happy and you're happy as a family kind of thing? I mean, Jason's very busy too. So he he does his own thing. Like he works here in London now, but he's also a financial advisor in the States. So he's mm. gone a lot of the time. Um, so yes, that would be my very, very weak area. <laughs> One, oh, one of them. <laughs> <Good life. laughs> one of them. <laughs> Medine, I challenge you in the next couple of months to have a date night with him. Okay. You did this to us as well, didn't you? Because did. Andy and I, literally, Knox was my entire focus and poor Andy got neglected. So I think that would be amazing for you guys. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. 
I don't know. Got to. <laughs> Me and Danny definitely need a date night coming up soon because you're right. It, it becomes, you know, the, the least important thing. But actually, your relationship is the reason why we have beautiful children. Mm-hmm. So we need to try and. And one find day that it'll time. only be you guys again. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a long, long way away. Long. Yeah, hopefully. Like, hopefully. really, really long. <laughs> no, you're um, right. No, it is important. <laughs> do you have it all? Do you want it all? Or is this an unrealistic expectation that society puts on us? I think, see, I've thought about this for a while. I've thought, like, if you want to have the most amazing body, like your body, Emma, for example. Oh, gosh. I yes. About Seriously. Oh I mean, how is that even natural? Like, how is that even possible? Not I natural. Know. Emily how is Ratter that? needs to watch out. She Nadine, seriously Nadine. does. Nadine, have twins, because I've done no form of exercise other than just run after these boys from the moment they were born. Everything is, like, in fast mode. I feel like I'm Speedy Gonzalez every day. I don't stop. I mean, me sitting here doing this podcast is the first time I've actually stopped. (laughs) Yeah, it's the first break I've had. But that's what it is, so... But you've (laughs) had that body before. You've had, Mm. like, that's just something that you have... That is, yeah, yeah, which is amazing. So it's like, if I wanted to have that, you know, I would need to, you know, be at the gym all the time or, you know, like have some sort of like diet and like gym thing, like something that would go together. My, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm not like running around worried or freaking out. So I'm fine, but it's not like Emma's, you know, that is like something special. So, but I have thought it's like, you know, if I really, really wanted that, I would have to dedicate time to do that. I would have to, you know, do those things. Maybe get up, you know, when an eye is still asleep and maybe go to the gym or do a class or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just can't, I'm not, I'm not bothered enough about having an amazing body that I am going to let go of those hours of sleep or those things. I'd much rather do other things than go to the gym. <laughs> See, I'm kind of like that too, but I would love that, but I'm not going to beat myself up over, over not having it because it takes no. work or it takes effort or it takes like these things, unless you're Emma, who's just very <laughs> lucky. Um, so I'm happy for that, but also for me, I'm like, right, that's one of the things. I'm just not going to look like that, and I have made my peace with it, and it's fine. Move on, yeah. and you know. So in terms of that, it's like certain things, if you want to have it all, you have to be prepared to lose, you know, a lot of sleep and a lot of like stress to do things and a lot of like what could be potential downtime or rest and time spent mm. worrying about all these other avenue, avenues and things that you could put together to potentially have it all. Yeah, there's definitely like some sort of balance isn't there like obviously you have to juggle between whether you want to do your work and then you're working out and then with the kids do you find that you've got your balance now or are you still kind of working at it five years down the line yeah I'm still working at it I really really am it's um because it's constantly changing too isn't it their little phases they go from you know, like their baby boat, their baby stage where they're, you know, their bottles are getting sterilized and made and done. And then the solid food, like Emma, you're doing the weaning journey now with your boys. 
do then you know when they start crawling around and then they start Mm -hmm. walking and then you know joey you're at that stage now that the terrible two stage (laughs) yeah and then that so you're like constantly trying to keep up and then just as you're getting to grips with this new phase they move on to something else you're like right okay now it's potty training and they're learning to do this and then that's all going on and you know, and then there's the, you know, do they go to the school thing and where do they go to school and where, you know, so it's just constantly changing. So just when I have like two or three days of having it all figured out, it changes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of accepting, isn't it, that you, you, you can try and find a balance, but maybe there isn't a balance. I think it's just a juggling act every yeah, day. The balance is juggling. Yeah. yeah there <laughs> we go. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, we've solved it. They've solved it, <laughs> nailed it, done it. <laughs> we all have our ups and downs as parents. Um, what's your internal voice saying? And what like what do you tell yourself to help yourself um, you know, get out of a rut if you're tackling sort of, you know, sleep deprivation and you know, running around after your little girl? Um I think, I mean, and, and I is going through her phase now where, and she's been like that for a while, where after dinner at night, she just goes completely hyper. I mean, just hyper, running wild. I think she thinks it's like Ninja Warrior. She'll jump from sofa <laughs> to sofa. You know, she's at that stage now where she's fast, so she's a little bigger, so she still thinks I can swing her around. And, you know, so you just, and you're exhausted at the end of the day, so you just have to yeah. like breathe and just try to, you can see it all happening in front of you, but almost zone out and be like, I'm just going to just zone out just for a second, just to like get through the next push of, you know, bedtime, getting ready for that yeah. or getting, I think it's that moment of just zoning out for a second or even just leaving the room just for a split second yeah. because you're safe nowhere. You're literally safe nowhere. Like the bathroom <laughs> isn't safe. The nowhere is safe. They find you everywhere. They do, don't they? have a sixth sense. Like my little boy the other day seemed to know I was going away for the first night and leaving him with his dad. And he literally clung on to me the entire time and has done ever since. So, um, oh, I know, but it's so sweet when they're so weak. It is. It is. It's very sweet. So finally, um, our podcast series Monday Monday is all about how hard parenthood can be. And we're definitely not kind of blowing the bubble on how incredible it all is. But what have you found the most challenging about being a parent? I think just the the overwhelming kind of like feeling that happens as soon as they're born, really, of just, of like, almost like this heaviness that comes over you of, okay, this is it now, you know, this is 24-7, this is, you know, your everything, you're at your beck and call, basically, forever, more men mm. like that's kind of your your calling now and that's kind of a hard adjustment because I was 27 when I had an IS over all those years I had just made you know decided I had myself to worry about really and that completely changes um yeah so I think it's that and then that just the worry the things that you worry about you know a cough and it's like is this this or is this that or you know a temperature is like they're just so stressful Mm-hmm. Um, they really are it's just so yeah just worrying about them I think is the is one the of the hardest. hardest yeah 
Andy said to me, like, I think maybe two weeks after we'd had Knox, he was like, what have we done? Like, we're going to worry for the rest of our lives now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my and mom, basically it. it's the truth my mom did say to me two years ago, she was like, you should hold off having children for as long as you can because you're a natural worrier. And if you worry now when you have nothing to worry about, imagine when you have a baby, how much mm. worse it's going to be. And she was right. So Nadine, what's the best advice you can give new um, parents that are expecting? Oh my goodness, good luck. Um, <laughs> I don't know, advice. Um, try to get as much support as you can. Um, definitely, you know, my mom and sisters um, were a great support because um, they had had children before, so everything you know, that I was worried about, I could ask. Um, and they basically know that it's okay, know that it's supposed to be stressful. It's the most stressful thing that I've ever been through. Um, and know that that's okay. I think that's how it's supposed to be. And it's almost like the labor ward is one of those places. It's completely taboo. No one really talks about it. No one really tells you what's going on. It's like behind those mystery doors, what's going to happen. Um, and parenthood is about the same. Um, and it's supposed to be hard and it's, you're okay. You're not alone. And there's billions of people on the earth. So we're most certainly not alone in doing it. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Nadine. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you. To have you on Monday, Monday. Yes. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monday, Monday. If you want to follow Nadine's journey, check out when her next single's out, then follow her at Nadine Coyle. Now, as you know, every week me and Joey talk about a product that we're loving at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, me, Joey, mm. I am absolutely loving my Tommy Tippy machine. Which has scarily just turned itself on. Has it? Yeah, the lights come on and it wasn't on a That's minute because ago. I need to fill it with some water. <laughs> <laughs> they come in white or black. We chose white because our house is pretty white everywhere. <laughs> I don't know for how long. Now the boys are walking. But this, um, we call it the coffee machine, but it's basically a milk machine. Is fantastic. Um, it makes um, our milk bottles warm for the boys. Perfect temperature. Yeah. Um, it looks pretty. It works really, really well. Easy it to clean. It around £40. It is easy to clean. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm guilty of not cleaning it as much. Mm-mm. I don't have time to do everything. No. But it looks all right, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it looks clean to me. Um, I no, it's worry. a great, it's a, it's a great, it's a great um, sort of device to help us. I mean, especially having Save twins. time for you, exactly. It's re- and and you know, it's a nice sort of room temperature. The boys are going to be happy. So, yeah. yeah, that's my pick of the week. You have no fear of burning. Yeah, because you do worry, and well, also I mean, it's I used so to time consuming. Mine, which everyone says, do not microwave because you get heat spots. Um, but we should have got one of those. Yeah. I actually ended up just tipping the bottles out of other bottles, which was another life. <laughs> but for me, um, my favourite product is the Skip Hop Activity Table. So a lot of people go for the jumper route, and it's pretty similar in kind of idea, but you just don't bounce. So it has a spinning chair, full 360, and then you have loads of designated little areas. And I used to think that Knox looked like a DJ. And he always looked like he was really deep in thought and really trying hard with each of the little things. Like you have a pop-up owl and then you have some little spinners that get moved around. Um, various different toys. But the reason I love it is because when he eventually grew out of it, it turns into a table. So now he's got it with four little tables around. So if he has a little friend over, 
They can both sit at the table and have lunch together. He often has lunch with cuddly toys. Sometimes Mama even squeezes her fat ass onto one of the little seats. (laughs) (laughs) And we enjoy activities, whether it's painting or having lunch, as I say. Super easy to change. Um, You can actually use the activity table with the seat in it from four months. Whereas I know most of these other ones are six months. And Knox was desperate to be on the move. I think he was crawling at six and a half months. So I needed something that got him out of his bouncer and stopped him being bored and stopped him moaning, which it did, um, super early. And that was my life saviour. I think they're about 150 pounds, maybe 160. But you can get them from various different retailers like John Lewis and stuff like that. And it is amazing. Oh, wow. Well, we'll put all of the links to these products on our stories. Thank you so much for listening this week and we look forward to speaking to you next. Bye. Just another Monday, So Emma, before we go, can you give me three reasons why you love our sponsor Nano Baby so much? This is really easy to answer. Okay, one, as I said earlier, they're great for stacking in the fridge. Two, you can pump them directly into your bottle using their adapter, so no risk of spilling. Woohoo! Yeah, and you preserve the nutrients in the breast milk as it cools down and heats up twice as fast. Oh my gosh, yes. Honestly though, I really wish that this brand was around when I was breastfeeding the twins. I had so much anxiety around this. I used to hate when Danny would leave and I'd have to do it all on my own and this would have just taken all of that stress out. And I love the fact that it's shaped like a breast for easy holding for little hands. Yeah, the twins are currently making me do all the hard work. (laughs) And so I'm hoping now they'll be able to grip onto that bottle and just toddle around drinking the milk and I can just sit and have a cup of tea. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're going back to work or you just need a break like Emma. Yeah, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect companion for your breastfeeding journey. Available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas and Nano Baby Online. www.nanobaby.co.uk Thanks for listening.